When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 21 91. The super fast charging all electric Kia EV6. Welcome to Sports Day for a Monday. Gary Belcher coming to you live from his palatial home studio. And it's Jason Matthews here uh, in a broken down varsity studio at the moment. The tech's working feverishly on on getting it all fixed. Hello, Gary Belcher. G'day, Woogie Matthews. How are you, mates? Mate, I'm good. I I, uh, enjoyed the weekend. Plenty of sport on offer and... Uh, another uh, Ashes test finished within three days. The Aussies wrapping up the series for zip uh, in what was a dominant performance. Great test match. Great to see cricket, uh, Ashes cricket, under lights at Bell Reef, Badge. Yeah, it was. It was amazing. And, of course, uh, part of the weekend was spent with a, an ear on what was happening in court with Novak Djokovic. That was a great win there for Australia, I felt, in many, many ways. And for... Uh, for, you know, people that do the right thing versus people that want to break all the rules. So, yeah, that was um, that was amazing. Um, what else was going on? Of course, in the cricket, I felt ripped off again, Woogie. I just feel ripped off because uh, three days. It didn't even go three days. And tests is yeah. over. It was a very short series in many, many ways. And that was, um, yeah, that, that was a big disappointment for me. The Aussies were, were good. I wouldn't say they were even great in the last test. They still won it comfortably in the end. Oh, the bowling, though. I think I'd say the bowling has been the, the, the positive part for the Australian sure. summer. At times, our batsmen have, have shone. They've entertained uh, uh, that wicket of Marnus Labuschagne. I, I, I don't get sick of watching that over and over again. How did, did he end up? Himself, yeah. <laughs> how, did he, how did he end up like that, Batch? I, I've got no idea. He's a right hander. Oh, was he trying to great. predict something, moving his feet, jumping across? I mean, he and Steve Smith are pretty entertaining to watch at the best of times, aren't they? And, uh, that, you know, uh, the other one, oh, look, I guess this says, look, one thing about the Poms, they were very poor. We know that. They didn't have a great deal of luck. And a couple of things that happened yesterday just went, oh... You know that was it. Um, was it Wokes overstepping the mark on? Um, I think it was on, yeah. on Travis Head. Like seriously, that that was a really. I think that was a poor call. Yeah, there was Fairy, wasn't for mine was. conclusive evidence that he got his yeah. foot. It was too. You know, the, uh, the, the, there seemed to be a shade of his the back of his shoe um, still yeah. being behind the line. And I've said it before, Woogie. Whoever invents the reverse clown shoes for bowlers that have got the big, like an extra you know, two inches or, you know, 50, 50 millimetres of heel yep. that just flaps across yep. the back there is going to be onto a winner because that you, no one will ever overstep the mark then and uh, that's part of the heel. The other one for me was that ball from Scotty Boland that, that bowled Joe Root. That, that's the only one all day that stayed low. Yeah. Poor old Joe yeah. Root. Like, they just couldn't cut a break. They were never going to win that game. 
um, realistically, but they were finally in, in a test with a glimmer of hope and those couple of incidents happened and you know it was really never going to be their, yeah, but know, their test and their series. Does Root survive a skipper badge, do you reckon? Oh, look, I can't see any obvious replacement for him and I think he's still... Um, he's he's the best of a pretty ordinary outfit. They've got a couple of other outstanding players, but the depth around him is not real flash. So I, if it was me, I, you know, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Would be my message to the to the English selectors. I think he's done a magnificent job. Yeah, he's failed again in Australia, but everywhere else in the world, he seems to be able to score plenty of runs, and he's right up there in the top, you know, two or three batsmen in the world. I, I wouldn't be. Getting yeah. rid of him. They talk about that quickly, just as an aside. I see the pressure got to Virat Kohli. He's now quit as ca- captain of the Indian Test team. Um, he, he handed back the T20 in the one-day captain season recent years. But, yeah, he's quit now as captain of a Test team. So there is a lot of pressure that goes with that Indian Test cricket job. And I imagine there's there's plenty now. Can you imagine the drama that Joe Root's going to walk into when when they um, when they touch down in uh, in London? Mm, oh, oh, absolutely. Um just on on that, and I talked about the bowlers dominating this series. Were you, were you surprised that um, that Travis had one player of the series? I've got some stats here just to compare. Yeah. He played four tests. Of course, he had COVID, so he missed one of those tests. Three hundred and fifty-seven runs at fifty-nine and a half. That's that's not a bad average at that's all. That's a great average. I mean, um, that, that's head and shoulders above anyone else, isn't it? I mean, I know yeah. Steve Smith averaged yeah. about thirty. Well, having said that. Um, Kawaja, despite failing in both innings in Hobart, his, his, I think his average was over 100, but he only played in two tests. Yeah, you can't. I, don't, I think you've got to play at least three to four tests to, to be compared. I, I just, I thought it was a series dominated by the bowlers. Let's have a look at some of the Aussie bowlers. I mean, we can safely assume that no English player was going to be player of the series. So I'll put yeah. some other stats here. Cummins, four matches, 21 wickets at 18.04. That's, pretty special, that's yeah, good. yeah. So that was the most wickets, well, certainly by the Aussies in the series. Yeah, by he the Aussies. The line didn't even get a bowl, did he? In that last test, that was a bit. Uh, no, need, no. And he took sixteen. He took. Everyone's saying he's slipping off a bit. Well, he still took sixteen wickets yeah. for the series, and, and they're not really spin-friendly pitches, badge. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Boland, three matches, 18 wickets at 9.55. That's, well, that, that's outstanding. And and if he'd played a fourth match, he you, he would have had to have been the player of the uh, of the series. And he, I reckon he would have been up there in the voting, wouldn't he? If if they if they were Absolutely. voting and putting points together, if Travis had got it, and and he there was really no standout, was there? But Boland in his three matches, that's 18 wickets at 9.55. Such when a, you're making you know, your debut, so, when you're making so your debut as well, mm. yeah. And Stark, for all the criticism he's copped throughout the summer, which I think's been unfair, you know, you are allowed to have a bad game, Shane Warne. Uh, five matches for Starkey, 19 wickets at 25.36. Again, not not outstanding, but that is a very good return in an Ashes series, and he played all five tests. So. Um, uh, do we agree then? Uh, Travis Head is a deserved winner of the player of the series? Oh, look, I'm not going to argue heavily against it. But the other bloke for me that really um, stood out and got better and better as the series went on was Cameron Green. Your mate, Woogie. Yeah. Cameron Green oh, was yeah. very good. And to take those <laughs> first three wickets um, yeah, uh, yeah. Well, yesterday in that in the Eng- England's final innings, I'm just he really 
just put the pressure on, you know. And the bounce that he got out of that wicket and the, and the pace for the, just the big all-rounder, the young bloke. He's going to be around for a long, long time. We're on to a winner there, aren't we? So he's another bloke that I don't think yeah. too many eyebrows would have been raised if he won the player of the series. Yeah. Well, just his stats, five matches, 205 runs at 34.16. Nice. Outstanding for an all-rounder. Yeah. And 13 wickets at 15.76. So, yeah, he did everything right, Badge. You're right. He, he could have been a contender. But I think I, I think Travis Head, I don't know, I, I heard it last night and I'm going, what, Travis Head? He, what did he do? He only got a He's couple of He's a bit under centuries, the radar, just... though, Travis Head, isn't he? I mean, I know he, he only scored 49 yesterday and he had a couple of lucky um, breaks. But has gone onto the under the radar. Hundred did he get hundred and fifty in the first test? One of the yeah, hundred fifty three at the Gabba. Yep, not too bad, not too bad at all, is no, it? No, not so bad at all. A couple of centuries. Of series. Yeah, Marnus Labashane, three hundred and thirty five. Not bad. One century, forty one point eight seven. I guess the the one that had a um, had a bad series. It, it, based on what he can do, is is Steve Smith. He five matches, two hundred and forty four runs at thirty and a half. 30 and a half bad. So a pretty yeah. quiet series for Steve Smith, but that's okay. He was, yeah. And, and Davey Warner, of course, a pair of, a pair of ducks at the, uh, in the last test. And um, he ate money. I know he got a, early on, he got a 94 and a 95. Really unusual for him not to convert those into centuries. He's, um, it's it very, just not like him to, to go out in his mm. 90s. Um, but they're still very, they're outstanding scores, aren't they? And fit, didn't finish too well. Um yeah, Steve Smith, not great. Usman Khawaja, disappointing for him in those last couple of innings. But, uh, yeah, all in all, yeah, as we were saying, there wasn't too many standouts, but the, the series for for the team was an outstanding one, if that makes any sense. Uh, absolutely. Uh, 0457 736 736 is our text number for McDonald Jones Homes. Uh, you can shoot us a text. Uh, Dean has sent us a text already. Badge. Searching for Specsavers sponsorship if he thinks it wasn't a no ball. That's from Jaws. Me? <laughs> they're into you, Ellie. Indy, nice that they're into you for a change well, instead I'm of only, me. I'm only echoing what Ricky Ponding and Ian Botham both said. And they just said, look, that's there's enough evidence there that there's a, a mill or two behind the line. So, yeah, up yours, mate. Just before we get on, just before we get on to the <laughs> Novak Djokovic stuff, because we haven't heard enough of that, have we? Um and it's a hot topic today. And what are your thoughts on those rankings? Did Travis Head deserve player of the series? 0457 736 736. Our hot topic today, thanks to Barbecues Galore. If you were picking an 11 from both the Aussie side and the English side, would any of the Poms make it? And we were talking about this last night around the barbecue badge. And, and I just, we could probably maybe squeeze two English players into a combined team. Root and Wood. Who'd go? Wood Who'd go for Joe did. Root then? Who who was in our in our you know the top? Well, give it uh, maybe would, Smith. Would, Smith but or based on just, but, but, just, yeah, we'll but he didn't go. On... He goes ordinary in 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 Australia. Joe Root. His his um his output was was poor. So yeah, you would, but I don't just, think you'd have to be yeah, able to find okay, us. Well, maybe... One minute you've got him dropped from the captaincy. Now you've got him in the Aussie, in the world. No, I haven't, got him well, from the, I, I haven't got him dropped from the captaincy. I think that's out, outrageous that people are suggesting that. The other one is Wood. And, mm. uh, like, you know, who do you drop to put him? But they're, they're probably two of the players that you'd actually love to have in the Australian team out of that English team. 
the rest of them you probably wouldn't even touch. Well, the problem, uh, the problem for Mark Wood is, and yeah, ripped in and bowled incredibly. What did he get, five or six yesterday? Um, Sixth. The problem is that the strength of the Aussie side really was in its bowlers. I mean, couldn't find a spot for, for Jai Richardson to come back in. Michael Nisa got one test and was outstanding mm. and had to stay waiting in the wings. Josh Hazelwood, um, if he's fit, goes back in. But then we've just got too many. So even, even Mark Wood, it would be hard to find a spot for. Yeah, true. And look, I, that's what we were saying last night. Well, who do you drop? I mean, you might. Yeah, there's no. I, I guess there's no one. And that tells you, that tells you how underwhelming that English cricket team is. I mean, you wouldn't even find a spot for Ben Stokes on reputation, yes, but Ben Stokes was not not that great. And I know he was a bit injured in the 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 fourth and fifth tests, and he he had no cricket prior. But even he was underwhelming in this test series as well. So, hey, he do was. you agree or disagree? Would you Could you pick an English player to make that Australian team on the current squads and the current performances? 0457 736 736. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats for Kia, the super-fast, charging, all-electric Kia EV6. Yeah, welcome back to Sports Day. You've got Badge and Jace here for your Monday Sats, uh, who calls himself the eye candy uh, of the program. He's still on holidays back uh, January 31, Badge. Uh, and then, well, we've got a week together, and then mm. you go on holidays, don't you? Yeah, for uh, three and a half months, trying to get a bit more. <laughs> I'm going to tour the Outback. Mate. Get as far away as I can. Listen, well, that's, yeah. You kind of need to, don't you, at the moment, to avoid everyone. Um, actually, uh, Sats has had his COVID, so he'll be fine. And uh, he's he's back to normal. 0457 736 736. Keep your text messages coming through. Uh, would you pick any of those POMs uh, in an Australian team from that series? Um, we've got a text here from Rowan Badge. Johnny Bear started keep instead of Alex Carey and bat at seven. Rowan from yep. Pimble. Thanks for your text, Rowan. That's, That's not probably a bad fair call. call. Fair call. If you if you put uh, you know direct comparison between the two, you'd say Johnny Bairstow come out in front, had a scored a great ton, didn't he? Um, game mm. four and uh, yeah, Alex Carey he looked okay at times. Other times he you know he had some he wasn't great with the gloves on and and didn't bat extremely you know that well. He he put put a couple of contributions in, but nothing outstanding. So yeah, Johnny Bairstow, I think you get the nod ahead of him. Uh, there's one here, uh, no name on it. Make sure you send us a text. Let us know how you're listening and, and what your name is. I reckon Zach Crawley gets into open since none of the Aussie openers had a great series. Really? Ooh, Zach, so. who, who, okay, ahead what? of Warner or ahead of Kawaja, certainly ahead of Harris. But Zach Crawley, put, he did look good. Nah. He did look good. They've got a back him badge, don't they? They've got a back Crawley. There's some young blokes on that side. You go, listen... We've got to back him. You've got to back Crawley. You've got to back Pope and, and develop these boys and, and give them a bit of time um, and have some experience around. They could they could turn out to be good cricketers. Well, so I see now that they what, what they want to do, I might talk this with Alex Dool and um, when we get get him on a bit, but get get the Aussie, the, the Poms are pushing to get uh, their young players coming through playing Sheffield Shield, getting used to our conditions, making them more competitive. I say never give a sucker an even break, but uh, no. yeah, I wonder what everyone else thinks. Well, let's bring him in now, Alex Doolan. Duels, as he's known to his friends. Uh, welcome to Sports Day. Thank you. Thanks for having me. 
Um, what do you think about that idea about allowing the English players before a before an Ashes series to play in the Sheffield Shield to to get them used to the local conditions? Yeah, it's something that I'm sure they would love. But from an Australian point of view, I'm not sure why we would do it to give them an advantage over us in our conditions. Uh, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. But um, yeah, it's something that I know they're pushing really hard for. And I know Australians have been going over there for years. But I think that was a way to make their competition stronger. So, no, I'm, I'm, not, uh, I'm not one that would say, let's get them in the Australian conference. Did you have a stint over there in county cricket at all, Alex, in your uh, your your distinguished career? No, I never went and played uh, county cricket. I played some um, league cricket over there, so the equivalent of club cricket here, which was a lot of fun, but more of a life experience, I guess, than a cricket experience. Mm. <laughs> Sounds like exactly what footballers do, mate. Um, head over there for <laughs> at the end of their career or sometime early so they can have a bit of fun. Hey, uh, how was it, mate? As a Tasmanian, um, what did you make of the Hobart test? I'm, I'm a bit disappointed. It only went three, three day nights, but um, otherwise it looked like it was, uh, it was well uh, met by the locals. Yeah, look, I thought it was an incredibly entertaining test match. I, I am like you. I'm disappointed that it only went for three days, especially as I stand outside now and it's a cracking day in Hobart, it would have been great to have at least one more day. But um, an incredibly entertaining test that had everything, really. I mean, the momentum shifts were huge the whole way through with England jumping out of the blocks and then uh, Australia wrestling it back and then England and then Australia. So um, it was an edge-of-your-seat kind of game. But, um, yeah, I thought it was a great endorsement for test cricket in, in Tasmania. And I know a lot's been talked about with regard to the pitch, but I thought um, the lights played just as much of a, a role in, in the conditions of the wicket itself. Yeah, I, mate, I thought I, I thought it was an outstanding spectacle to watch. I'm with both of you. I wish it went a bit longer. It was that, it was that entertaining. Australia, as we know, outstanding. We win the series 4-0, yeah. Alex. Uh, that bowling attack, how good is it? Oh, it's amazing. And we saw the depth of Australia's bowling attack too. I think for a long time now, we've had the, the big four in Cummins, Lyon, Stark and Hazelwood. But we saw with Cummins missing due to COVID and we saw Hazelwood getting injured in the first game. We just saw the depth with Scotty Boland and Jai Richardson and Michael Nessa, these guys who have been bashing the door down and just haven't had the opportunity for a number of years. It was really awesome to see them step in and, and out-bowl the rest of the, the competition as well. Mm. Is this the worst Poms team you've seen in the modern era? Oh, I think performance-wise, I can't can't really comment for them as far as the team. I, I think that they've got some incredibly talented players and I think this is you know, unprecedented times with the, the bubbles and... and uh, just everything that goes with touring, it's been made particularly hard. But, um, yeah, I, I was slightly disappointed. Well, more than slightly disappointed, I guess, with the, the contest that it was. I think even though some games seemed close, Australia were by far the better team for the entire series. And in my mind, deserved a whitewash if it hadn't been for a couple of uh, sessions lost to bad weather in Sydney. I think it would have been another 5 nil drubbing. We're talking about it as a bit of a hot topic, the Sava. Would you um, would you find a spot for any of that current English team into an? If you're putting a combined team together based on both squads, 
is there a spot for any of those English players? And we thought maybe would, but you, how do you drop one of our bowlers? One of our Bear listeners Stowe, suggested Bearstow. Is there is there no. a place for any of them? Do you think would they make it? No, they can sit on the extended bench, but none of them are making <laughs> my team. Um, Mark Wood was the standout for me. I thought he was very good and. He showed a lot of spirit and a lot of courage, and especially in this game. When he was travelling at eight for the for the first part of the game when, and copying a lot of tap from the Australian batters and then to be able to fight back and, and have the figures that he did, I thought he was exceptional and kept England in the game. But um, no, the rest of them, I'm not having any of them. I think Crawley showed a lot of potential and he looks a very nice player, but he didn't do enough to take any of... Um, the spot to the Australians. And I think Bairstow, again, like I'm not picking him after one game. He played one game and um, did very well, but he wasn't even making the spot as keeper for England. So I'm not sure how he could come in to Australia as the, the keeper. Well, yeah, well, I know I breathed a sigh of relief months ago when it was announced that Joffre Archer wasn't coming and then Ben Stokes <laughs> managed to come, but he, you know, he played injured. Could it have been completely different, with, particularly with Archer there? Absolutely. Uh, Joffre is world-class and we were lucky enough to have him at the Hobart Hurricanes for a couple of years down here. So I got to see firsthand and was on the, the receiving end of a few of his brutal bounces in the nets. But um, no, it could have been completely different. We saw the impact that Mark Wood had when he did fire up and, and bowl with that pace and aggression and, and bowl up through um, and around the heads of the Australians, got them hopping a little bit. So he would have been a massive inclusion for England. I'm not sure he would have solved all their problems because it wasn't just one bowler that made the difference. I mean, they, they leaked runs the whole way through and just lacked a lot of impotence, I thought, the, the entire series. And their selection of Broad, when they picked him and when they didn't, I thought was terrible. Um, I would have thought with Jimmy Anderson having his hamstring niggle in the first test and Stuart Broad was just a no-brainer to bring in and and open the bowling, considering his record against Warner as well in the previous Ashes series over in England. So he would have been, uh, Joffre would have been a massive inclusion and, and a fit Ben Stokes. We know that Ben Stokes has had um, his problems away from cricket in the last 12 months. He's had a lot of personal things to deal with and it was great that he came out and played, but we certainly didn't see the best of him in this series. Now, as a former test batsman, uh, Alex Doolan, we're talking to at the moment, uh, you're more qualified than most to comment on this. Justin Langer, uh, do you think he'll want to stay around? Do you think he might get shoved out? What's what's the future for the Aussie coach? Look, I hope he doesn't get shoved out. I think he's done a great job for Australian cricket. He, he stepped into the role in our darkest days and yeah. he's been able to bring the squad together and uh, we've won the 2020 World Cup, which we've never done before. We've won the Ashes in what should have been a whitewash. We retained the Ashes in England. So his credentials stack up amongst the, the very best coaches going round. I don't know what the feeling is with inside the dressing room. That's a totally different conversation to be had with um, with the players and how they feel about Justin. But um, from my point of view, as an outsider looking in, I, I would be you know, distraught if we somehow managed to push Justin Langer out of the, the coaching position. I think he's earned the right to not dictate, but to, to the, have that discussion with the, the powers that be to uh, when his time will be up.
Yeah, I, I agree with you there. And and again, I'd love our listeners' thoughts on this. 0457 736 736 is a time for Justin Langer to go. I think people have got to remember this: the, the situation Australian cricket was in when he took over as coach. And we saw it through that documentary, The Test. Uh, is he a little bit too energetic for some people's liking? Probably so. But from all reports, he's actually stepped back a bit. And the team is performing wonderfully in all forms. Why would you make a change? Why Why would you even consider making a change? Yeah, that's my question too. Why is it even being discussed, really? I mean, we've just won the Ashes 4-0 in an absolute drubbing. We've just come back from the World Cup, which we walked away with the trophy. We're seeing great performances. We've seen the rise of Manus Labuschagne under his reign and as to the world number one Test batter. We've seen Pat Cummins take the, the reins as captain and do a superb job. So why are these questions being raised about Justin Langer in a time where we are at our most successful and most powerful? And like you say, he has taken a step back. He's, he's listened to the, the critics who said that he was maybe a little bit too much in the, the media. And he's, you know, he's, he's, to his credit, he's taken a step back and it hasn't affected the, the performance of the team. Uh, and that's a hard thing to do to cop that, cop that honest feedback as the leader and then go, you know what, you're right, I'm going to make some improvements. So ben Inga, well, you've space. done the biggest U-turn since last week when you were calling it for Oh, him come on. I've never... it up every day. He's laying a goal. Then are they getting ring no, and I ask our experts, and in fact, you asked the question today, Badge. Does that mean you want him gone? I don't want him gone. I think, and, and even Steve Waugh wrote about it on, on Twitter over the weekend. Steve Waugh never gets involved in this sort of stuff. And he, he says, look, why are we even even thinking about this? It's exciting. We've got the women's ashes starting in a couple of days' time. Of course, our summer's not over. We've got, uh, for the men as well, ODIs and T20s against uh, the Kiwis. And also, mm. uh, Sri- is it Sri Lanka? Sri Lanka are coming out. So yes. still plenty yeah. of cricket, cricket to go, Alex. Yeah, there is. And I did hear today that potentially New Zealand weren't going to send out any of their test players. Is that correct? Because they've got a test series coming up and they don't want exposure to COVID. So that would be slightly disappointing if that is the case. But, I mean, if they send out a full-strength New Zealand squad to come and play us, I mean, that's going to be just awesome to watch. The last time they were out here, of course, we were um, impacted by COVID and they were sent home early. But, I That's mean, right. they're just an exciting team to, to watch as any in, around the world at the moment, New Zealand. And they've been probably horribly unlucky in the limited overs format not to walk away with a trophy. Um, and they've been the best test-playing nation the last two years. So, uh, it would be brilliant. I mean, back-to-back, England, our biggest rivals, and then against uh, New Zealand, probably our second best, biggest at the moment. It's going to be an awesome summer. Oh, it'd be nice to knock them over. And look, we won't remind them that they lost to Bangladesh too in the first test. We won't even bring that up at all <laughs> during, during the series. No, let, Alex and, let, and let's hope they, yeah, and let's hope they have forgotten our record in Bangladesh too. Yeah, OK, well, we better exactly. not mention it then. Uh, <laughs> Alex Stillman, we appreciate your time today on Sports Day, mate. And well done, the Aussies, 4-0. What a win over the Poms. Yeah, just awesome. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. Alex Stillman there on Sports Day. This is Sports Day for the super-fast-charging all-electric Kia EV6. Back in a moment. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats for Kia, the super-fast-charging, all-electric Kia EV6. Yeah, 
Yeah, sounds like a, a pretty good motor vehicle to me. Hot topic time on Sports Day. Uh, you can get involved as well, 0457 736 736. We're just uh, throwing around some ideas off the top of the show. If you were picking an 11 from both the Aussies and the POM sides, would any of the POMs make the team? And Badge, maybe you'd try and find a spot for Wood, but which Australian bowler do you, do you drop? And some texts have come through saying I'd persevere with Zach Crawley. Uh, the Reptile sent us a text going, afternoon, fellas. Wouldn't give you five cents for any of the English team. Yeah, they're tough. Uh, Johnny Bairstow, who, who, who put that text in? My text, I'm having trouble with them here. We'll give, we're having all sorts of uh, technical dramas. but um, We're having a few Johnny Bairstow, I reckon, would probably get the nod as the keeper if they were picking a side uh, straight away. And I, I tend that to was agree with that. Yeah, difficult for the yeah. bowlers to force their way into that outstanding Aussie bowling lineup. Um, and uh, they'd probably just, that, that for mine, it would probably, probably be... Just the one and the other text we got there, Cameron Green left um, Ben Stokes in the shade, didn't he, as the all-rounder of the series. He was amazing, the big, uh, the big tall, young Aussie, Cameron Green. Hey, um, and, and we just spoke to Alex Duell, and he said he wouldn't, uh, he wouldn't put any of them in. But we mentioned this uh, New Zealand side that's coming out. You mentioned Woogie, the one day is coming up, the T20s. And the story is, as he said there, the Black Caps won't be sending any of their test stars for, the, uh, for those... Uh, three one days and and the and the T Twenty match uh, that start uh, later in the month. So it means Kane Williamson, Tim South, Kyle Jamison, Trent Bolt, Devin Conway. They'll all be missing. It's because they've got a series in South Africa at home in February, and they just the coach is just saying it's too hard to get them over here, yeah. get them back on time. Only one or two days in between, and you know with isolations and everything else. So um, that probably you know hopefully that means we'll uh, we'll win relatively comfortably, but we just know how good these New Zealanders <laughs> are, aren't they? They've got great depth. The cricket they're playing at the moment is, is or in the last 12 months or so has been outstanding. Well, good news is Ross Taylor can come because he's, he's retired from Test cricket. Yeah, yeah he, could, he could throw him in as the leader. <laughs> great idea. He did, that. he did that at the right time. Hey, the other big news story, of course, over the weekend, we're on uh, Novak's watch. Uh, <laughs> he finally got kicked out of the country, what, 10.30 last night? on his way to Spain. He's heading back to Spain. I, I don't know if he's... I think he's in trouble in Spain as well. Well, they let him in Spain, he's, to Spain. I'm not sure. I, I don't know. And is he going <laughs> to get the documentation right this time? What's, you know, is his management filling out his, his immigration passes? Do it was it a big story. Nova. It was a big story on the weekend, but now it's just a Serbian tennis player um, was kicked out for not getting vaxxed. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's basically the story, is it? Look, I think he might have got some some poor advice. I think he was what he did was quite dodgy. But I want to go back here, Woogie, because I think I think there was a fair bit of planning and stuff that went into that, and they didn't get it very, didn't do it too well. But I want to ask you, Woogie, if you were Novak Djokovic, and you could mm. rewind your back, it's the first of November, two thousand and twenty-one. Yep. So you got about. Uh, no, 11 weeks or so, maybe 12 weeks until the, yeah, 11 weeks till the Australian Open. I'll yep. give you some options. Would you, right. A, get vaccinated, B, find yourself a fake vaccination certificate, C, do the same as you've done this time, but without any social media posts? Oh, that's tough. Or D, none of the above. Have you got another idea? B. 
I'd get a fake vaccination certificate. <laughs> I'm surprised that's not what happened. That would have been a bit... Oh, seriously, look, a man look that at rich. It would have been harder for anyone to prove, wouldn't it? You get your doctors, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's been vaccinated. I did it, yeah. Badge, and we are having a chat because of barbecues go all here, and we were talking about this yesterday. We are having a barbie, and we, this this was this and how bad the poms are. That was our that was our discussion last night. And, like, Tennis Australia, what the hell's going on? Like... Is anyone going to be responsible for this? This has been an absolute debacle. Everyone's blaming the federal government. Well, they're just doing their job. The federal government had nothing and... to do with it. And anyone who says this was a political football, they're, they're, they're idiots. It's, this was, from what I can see, he was given, I think, some, some advice to say that if you follow this path, you will be able yep. to come in and play. I think that advice was, well, we know now that it was wrong. It was incorrect. Who's responsible? Well, in, he, in the end, he had to make the decision, him and his team, wh- yep. whether he was going to try to come down that, go down that road but, and come and play. Yeah. The bit I don't understand, though, is that you're meant to have all your medical exemptions done by the 10th of December. He got his on the 16th of December. Like, it was even past the cutoff. How is that allowed? And how has that not been answered or discussed in any of this? And how the hell is that the bloody federal government's fault? They're not running the Australian Open. It's <laughs> ScoMo is not Tennis Australia's director. And they don't even run Border Force. Well, they do oversee it, but they, they, uh, those people are, are long-term employees of Border Force, that's aren't right. they? It's an organisation yeah, that's absolutely. there, no matter who is in power. So, you know, I know people love to think it's political and there's an election coming no, that's not why it happened. They sent the right message out. If you don't get faxed, you can't come to Australia. Unless Absolutely. you've got an appropriate exemption, which obviously didn't have. Yeah, I wonder if this one will just be swept under the rug. I wonder what's going to happen after the Australian Open. And look, and again, this is the last I want to talk about it because I just want to concentrate on the fact that the Australian Open has started today. Yes, yes. Do you want an update? And does anyone know? Does anyone know who took Novak's spot? And wouldn't it be great, Badge, if that person wins the Australian Open? It's yeah, the best it's, of no, the it's, losers. It's, it's a qualifier. Uh, but yeah. what I can tell you is there is an Aussie in action at the moment. Uh, Vukic, Alexander Vukic, up against Lloyd Harris from, I don't know what that flag is. Uh, lost the first set 4-6, won the second set 6-3. Two all in the third. So... Um, yeah, Our tennis correspondent, right. Gary Belcher. Yeah, what flag is it? I don't that? know which flag it's, that is. It's got red, blue, there's green on it. I don't think it's Ireland. You're a shocker. You're a shocker. Wouldn't yeah. it be great if Tomic got, got Djokovic's spot and goes on to win a game? Mm. Just a game. Not, not the whole tournament. Yes. Now, apologies to South Africa. That's your flag. Lloyd Harris is from South Africa. I didn't know what it looked like. This is what I'm going to do every day, folks. I've just got to keep apologising for Gary Belcher. Yeah, uh, your thoughts it. on the whole Novak thing? Look, we don't care, uh, but you can shoot through a text. 0457 736 736. He's gone. Good riddance. Uh, and what about Kyrgios? Actually, have we got that audio there, Gibbo? I just want to quickly play this. This was Kyrgios uh, talking about uh, Novak's case. This Hawk guy's like, oh, he's a threat to our borders. And I'm just like, well, no, he's not. He's, we're treating him like he's like a weapon of mass destruction at the moment. Like he's literally here to play tennis. 
I understand their anger towards him being not vaccinated and having the medical exemption. I understand that. I understand that side. But we've already spoken at face value. You just say, okay, he's done what he's needed to do. He's got his paperwork. He's okay to be here. Uh, No, he's not. Yeah, well, the thing that the funny, this was the amusing part for me, whilst he's trying to fight this and the government's saying, look, they're concerned about uh, anti-vax protesters and it could inflame the situation if he's allowed. The Mm anti-vax nutters are out in Sydney and Melbourne protesting. They're doing, Mm -hmm. they did him no good at Mm -hmm. all. They did the opposite. They Mm -hmm. absolutely confirmed the opposite, that there's nutbags out there who won't get vaccinated, who want to protest about anything. And some, having someone like in the country like Novak uh, was just was just not um, you know it was against the law basically and it was uh, it was the wrong thing to do had to kick him out. You know what I love as well, rich sport brats standing up for other rich sport brats who've got can't understand what happens in the real world. I love that. I love that. Well mm-hmm. done, Nick Kyrgios. Shop online and in-store barbecues galore. The range, the price, the knowledge. Now you're cooking. That's our hot topic. If you want to contribute, uh, you can do it. Just got a text from Skip saying it's the South African flag. Thank you, Skip. Yes. We'll educate yes, Badge on that. <laughs> we'll educate <laughs> Badge on that real soon. This is Sports Day for the super fast charging all electric Kia EV6. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats for Kia, the super fast charging all electric Kia EV6. Welcome back to Sports Day. Badge and Jace here. Sats is on holidays back um, January 31. He's over his COVID. He's over his gout. Uh, for those who listen to the show every day, and even issue is wiping his bum. But he's back to wiping his own bum, which is good news too, Badge. Uh, for Becky's what that is, yeah. Uh, Queensland is your place to race this year. Geez, it was a big weekend on the Gold Coast. I just saw Campbell Brown, the former Hawk Premiership player, uh, do we mention the Gold Coast Suns, or is that still too early to mention that? Too soon? No, he's got his another 13 years ban to come. He's so still ban- 13 years to go. Yeah. Jesus. Another 13. Chris um, Nelson had a, a lovely... Gold Coast, so don't mention that he's actually <laughs> on the Gold Coast. Actually, I, I wasn't meant... Can we scrap that? Lucky we're not yeah. live. Uh, <laughs> I'll tell you what, didn't this bloke look nice and a fascinator on Saturday at the Magic Millions? Chris Nelson, welcome to Sports Day. <laughs> Jace, you must have mixed me up with someone else because I wasn't actually there. I oh, know, that's right. You left before the races. I you did. were a bit worried about COVID like me, mate, and staying badge. We all yeah. stayed home and, and stayed away a, from uh, the... And I've got a nice sore throat today, so maybe I should have just gone anyway. Well, oh, right. that's now, the listen, start of it, Chris. I'll just tell you, I'm, just, I'm through mine. I'm done. I'm COVID, COVID and out. I've had mine, uh, just like Sats. So, um, yeah, sore throat, it's, it's, very it's likely to be sore, your first symptom. It's not sore. It's just a bit uh, rough and raspy. Yeah, that's, that's it. it. Oh. Started yesterday. Beautiful. Yeah, I was hoping yeah. you were going to say. Good just wait till tomorrow before you get a rapid test. Don't waste your rapid test on day two. Oh, don't think I'll bother. I can't get one anyway. They don't seem to be anywhere. <laughs> all right, listen. Can you two old fellas stop whinging about able to get rat <laughs> tests and all that sort of stuff? Geez, cool and gather. It was good. My uh, Russian conquest almost ran a ran her down. Yeah, they were they were really good. That was in such an exciting finish, and they'll both now head towards the uh, the Golden Slipper. And yeah, they could uh, run the Cornella once again. It'll depend on what happens between now and then. But they dominated the race. Maybe another oh, ten meters or so. Jace uh, Russian Conquest might have run cool and got it down, but they are two really really good fillies. 
and badge. What what ran third? My two favourite things: schnitzel and cats. Snip cat. Oh, schnitz cat. Yeah. Yeah. Hope you got that yeah. little trifecta on, Woogie. No, yeah, no, we don't pay ninety bucks the trifecta anyway, badge. It pays oh, no oh, all. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, mate. Anything big this week before we go? Well, we've got a quieter week this week, guys. We race at Ipswich on Wednesday, Rocky on Thursday, Dolby on Friday during the day, and the Sunshine Coast on Friday night, which is always good fun. We go to Doombin on Saturday for our main meeting with a couple of support meetings at Gatton and Townsville. No Gold Coast this week. They're getting over, obviously, giving the track a bit of a rest after last Saturday. And we're back to the Sunshine Coast on Sunday afternoon. So nothing as crazy as last week, but, gee, if you had weeks like that every week, you wouldn't survive. Beautiful, and I've got a little sneaky one over the border. Can I just throw in that I'm heading out to one of the great uh, country race meets, annual yeah. deep water classic, deep water down near Tenterfield. So a few hours over the border. Chris? I'm, I'm going to say, Badge, that I don't know where deep water is or Tenterfield. Really? <laughs> no, really. Serious. Where are they? Give more. me something. I do have to no, get out. Can I... no doubt about that. Can I interrupt this? We're running out of time. Plus, Badge is promoting racing in New South Wales in a Queensland <laughs> racing segment. So well, very good. The action, conti- very, very the action continues this week across the Sunshine State. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. Why am I the smart one here? See you, Nelson. We'll chat to you tomorrow. See you, guys. New Farm, Australian through and through. You're an idiot, Badge. Why would you Woogie. do that? Uh, the weather. Threat, mate. There's 200 people there. That'll be it. It's just a fun it's, little race, mate. Sydney. Sydney, showers and 27 tomorrow. Brisbane, partly cloudy, 31 tomorrow. No tsunami warning. How about that on the weekend? I couldn't take the tinny out on Sunday. Yeah, that was, uh, it was a bit of a concern, actually. A lot of people on the East Coast, you just had to be, you had to stay on alert, didn't you? Because you never know what's going to... Absolutely. You just hope, hope it was, all it was going to be was, um, you know, big tides and a big, uh, and a bit, a bit of a surge rather than a, a wall of water coming at us. So yeah, hopefully everyone's okay over there in Tonga. All right, that's the weather. New Farm's products are formulated with the highest quality right here in Australia. New Farm, Australian through and through. This is Sports Day. Thanks to Kia. Back soon. Sports Day with Badge and Sats. For Kia, the super-fast, charging, all-electric Kia EV6. Welcome back to Sports Day Hour 2. You've got Badge and Jace here. Sats back on uh, January 31. So he's got two more weeks. This is the... Is this the world's longest holiday badge? Like how long does he And he's done off? nothing. Done absolutely nothing and he's bored and sending out ridiculous texts to us, probably social media if you're on that woogie. Uh mm-hmm. yeah, he's just well he's he's been tied up with COVID, locked down with COVID and gout and all sorts of afflictions. <laughs> so poor old Scotty Sat he's gonna need to get back to work, get back to some normality. He doesn't like it. He doesn't like it when we say he's got gout. He tries oh. to tell us that it's arthritis. You can only be honest, can't we? Actually, he sent me a um, he sent me a really interesting stat over the weekend. Before we get into our NFL chat, by the way, with uh, Laurie Horish uh, from ESPN, um, I'm pretty angry about the uh, NFL today, and I know you don't care, Badge, about the NFL. But uh, how about this for a stat? This was on Twitter. Matt Black post Matt Back, I should say, posted this. Rory Burns is the last English Opener to be run out in a test since. Rory Burns against New Zealand in Hamilton in 2019. Prior to that, the last English Open to be run out in a test was Rory Burns against wow. Sri Lanka in Gaul in 2018. How long so... will this keep going for? That's three. Is that it? Or is there, is there more? <laughs> He's a and serial runner-outer. 
does he get run out? Was it his fault? Let's go to Laurie. We'll do the tennis straight after the NFL wild wild card playoffs uh, kicked off today. Oh, sorry, on Saturday, Sunday. <laughs> Look, I don't care anymore, Laurie. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys today. Those penalties just kept killing them. They certainly did. The fish rots from the head, they say, and that is exactly what the diagnosis is with the Dallas Cowboys. It's a sloppy team, a penalty-ridden team that couldn't get out of its own way for the probably two-thirds, last two-thirds of the season, and that starts at the top with Mike McCarthy. I imagine the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys is feeling the full weight of the heat of a feisty, feisty Dallas sports media market um, and the pressure that's coming with that because that was a calamity of a game. Cowboys teams that looked nowhere near up for the fight for most of that. They looked unplanned, as I mentioned, poorly disciplined, penalties from the outset. The Niners, for three quarters of that game, dominated them. Um, they came out from the outset, driving down the field, marching down with an imperious touchdown march. The Cowboys looked like they had no... They, they looked like they hadn't watched any tape, to be honest. And I know that's not the case. But that comes down to preparation planning from the top, um, as well as execution from the players. But really, it was a totally bizarre flat performance from a team playing at home against a historical rival in front of 93,000, 94,000 fans. Um, and the late-game shenanigans, I mean, how it, like the season comes to a close for the Cowboys couldn't be more appropriate. Uh, you know, the Cowboys, 40 seconds left, march upfield, um, you know, get to around the 40-yard line, and rather than take a couple of Hail Mary shots, Zach Prescott scoots upfield for a 20-yard gain. He tries to slide and snap a ball or get the spike quickly, stop the clock and have one more shot at the end zone from closer. Unfortunately for him, uh, he the rule is that the, the ref needs to touch the ball before in between each play, um, and he kind of got it set and got the center ready to snap the ball. Um, equally, though, the ref was 20 yards upfield, uh, downfield, while, while Dak had raced off on a 20-yard gain. By the time Dak was sliding, the ref hadn't got out of his gate yet, so um, it's very hard to turn around and hand the ball to a referee who's not there. Um, so, but mm. ultimately, that's not why the Cowboys lost this one. They lost because nah. they were poor, they were sloppy. And it took far too long Laurie. to get going. And there is a chance. Laurie. There's a chance that there's a new coach in town in Dallas. Laurie, can we? Oh, I, I'm I'm depressed. I don't want to talk about the Cowboys <laughs> anymore. And I'm trying to I'm trying okay. to I'm trying to educate. Well, I'm trying to keep Gary Belcher, the great rugby league player, uh, interested in NFL. He can't stand the NFL. He reckons it takes seven weeks to play a game. So I'm trying <laughs> I'm trying to keep him in this conversation. Um, yeah, I, I guess let's, let's just let. let Let's just brush across a few other things. Uh, the Buccaneers, uh, they beat the Eagles, which was understandable uh, yesterday, I think. Well, no, this morning. That was this morning's game. Um, how many how many playoff wins now is that for the GOAT, Tom Brady? 752 by last county. Um, it's, a it's about 50, no, isn't Tom, it? But Tom Brady's playoff record is something that I'm not sure that we'll ever see surpassed. And this one, you mentioned... I don't blame you for remembering exactly when it happened. It wasn't the most memorable game. It was an overmatched Eagles team right from the get-go. Brady looked comfortable, looked like he knew what the Eagles defense was serving up, um, was able to move uh, the football downfield. Um, a few moments of resistance from the Eagles, forcing only field goals instead of touchdowns. Uh, but really, um, this was not... You'd say it was a business trip if they'd had to go on the road, but they were playing at home. Um the big thing for Brady, though, um, and what's been so important in this later stage of his career is protecting him, keeping him upright. Some of his big boys up front, um, and Gary, I won't get too deep into the X's and O's and bore you there, but some of his big <laughs> boppers up front got a little hurt today. Uh, Tristan Wirth, his star right tackle, protects, protects the edge. 
and uh, Ryan Jensen up front, the man snapping and the ball. Both got hurt, had to leave the game, came back with varying success. That'll be the storyline to watch with Brady and the Bucks going forward. Are they going to be healthy enough to keep him upright? Uh, because if not, the, the competition gets a lot stiffer than what Philadelphia put up today. Just just a little rewind, gentlemen, because I know you, you're kind of ahead of me and ahead of everyone, or a lot of our listeners. Playoffs. This is, so it's the end of, so we've got the playoffs for each of the divisions. Is that right? We've hit that weekend. And from here, it's all knockout and they go through to the, um, you know, try to get through to uh, Super Bowl. Is that right? Yeah. So basically you split the league. The league is split into two, the AFC and the NFC, two conferences. And the playoffs each exist within each of those. So you've got the AFC playoff and the NFC playoffs uh, within each conference. Uh, you have uh, four divisional winners and a couple of wildcard teams, and they're all fighting it out. The top seed in each conference gets the week off. So this week, that's the Packers in the NFC, and on the AFC, it's the Tennessee Titans. They all progress through to round two, what we call the divisional round. Wildcard weekend is the six other teams in each. Uh, so seeds two through seven uh, in each of the conferences fighting it off against each other. Three advanced. So next year, next week, we've got four teams in each conference. I guess you could call that the quarterfinals if you want. And then after that, you've got the conference championship game. Um, and then after that, we get the Super Bowl. Beautiful. Righto, Woogie. And then, we, and then we throw the Pro Bowl in between, in between the, well, the week before the Super Bowl, which is, it's just a party. It's the, I don't even know it why. Is, they is that just all the old blokes or something? Ex-players? No, no, that's current players who are playing in the Super Bowl from each division. So, oh, right. Uh, yeah, and and it's, just, it's a holiday. It's a yeah. holiday. It's a bit of a trip. It's held in different times. It's been held in places like Hawaii or in Orlando near Disney World. But yeah, it's a it's a very it's, there's a lot of. It's in Vegas this year, Laurie. It's in Vegas. It's in Vegas this year. So that'll set the tone nicely for you. And I know you said you were feeling a bit low after what's happened to your Cowboys, but hey, look, you get to see some of the Cowboys players featuring that one because they're surely not going to be in the Super Bowl. Um, but they'll get to run around there. So you get to see them throwing the ball in Hawaiian shirts and. See if they can lift your spirits a little bit going into the off-season. Hey, currently, uh, the red-hot Kansas City Chiefs in the second quarter are trailing Pittsburgh. Uh, Big Ben, the quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers, is he he's meant to be retiring. Is this this dream is still going on from for Big Benny? They're up 7-0. Yes, it, they're up 7-0. Not much to do with Ben Roethlisberger. The Chiefs had the grand idea to snap the ball to somebody other than Patrick Mahomes, a quarterback, who handed it off to somebody who fumbled it. And TJ Watt, your presumptive defensive player of the year, scooped it up and ran himself into the end zone for a defensive touchdown. So that's why Pittsburgh have a lead. And honestly, it's not surprising that it's the defense that's provided them a lead against a, a Chiefs team that you back. I still believe the Chiefs will get in rhythm. They've had some chunk gains so far, but unable to complete some drives. Patrick Mahomes had a tip ball interception. Again, that was TJ Watt who caused that tip ball interception. But I believe the Chiefs' talent will uh, rise to the top here at home as we see uh, the Steelers' defensive line mean mugging towards the face and offering nasty snarls. Um, I do think the Chiefs will overcome this one, and it will, it will be um, Ben Roethlisberger's last campaign. He's talked about that. Uh, that's just where his body is, where his arm is at this stage. And um, Nice that he gets to make another postseason run, but I don't expect to see this one end in uh, a third Super Bowl for Big Ben. Is any Luke? Is anyone actually watching these games in the US, or are they waiting for the uh, Super Bowl? Is there, there many tune in? Oh, <laughs> you are stirring. You are really. Don't answer it. I mean, they're not Sorry, even serious. They're, they're just trying to get through I, to the I, big game. I can answer that. We are, you do get up to 30, 40 million people watching these playoff games, particularly when um, 
Uh, yeah, just they're just uh, just you know slightly more than the population of our country. Um, but yeah, they do get massive <laughs> ratings so much so much so that they diversified. And at the earlier game today, you had the traditional broadcast um, that was Tony Romo and Jim Mann in the booth for the Cowboys or 49ers. But in case you've got young kids or a family and you're trying to get them involved, there's also an alternative Nickelodeon themed broadcast as well. So, I saw oh, how good's that for the NFL. Oh, good! Cool. They were sliming yeah. them. Sliming, it's it, it, all those classics and I remember from my Nickelodeon childhood. And you know what? The kids have so many different avenues for entertainment these days, as we know from when I was a kid and when you guys were kids. You know, there were five TV channels unless you got Foxtel. Um, it is a little different these days, but Not the NFL is doing what they can to try and break through. What's yeah, Foxtel? when Badge was going up, they went to the motion pitches <laughs> once a week. That's how they watch the news as well. All right, so we've got to go. Um and just, just so you know, well, I spoke to you the other day. You're, you're thinking it could be, a uh, at this stage, a, a Kansas City Chiefs and um, a Packers uh, Super Bowl uh, as the standout teams. And, of course, uh, the Packers led by the Novak Djokovic of the NFL, Aaron Rodgers. I'll leave that as your phrasing and not mine, but certainly controversial <laughs> because surrounding... Uh, inoculations, vaccinations, immunizations, and any other <laughs> phrasing you want there. But yeah, for wherever you stand on Aaron Rodgers and his um, conduct and speech and messaging and information and his discussions around that topic, one thing is uh, without a doubt, and that's that he's been the best quarterback in the NFL this year and still poses a massive threat to get himself another ring. Laurie Horish from uh, ESPN. Catch all the action live on ESPN like I have been all weekends and there's another game tomorrow as well the cardinals and the rams thanks for your time on sports day mate and ignore gary great joining gary. you guys thank yeah. you gary thank if you're you. finding if you're finding the pace a little long try you know get some snacks in between each play get up to the fridge grab a beer something like that tends to help getting used to the pace of play i'll just watch the replays and fast forward all the boring bits <laughs> there's no I love the action outstanding so, just yeah. the breaks in yeah. between all right, I shouldn't have said anything. Laurie, thanks for your time, mate. I apologise. <laughs> no worries at all. Pleasure joining you. Laurie Horish there from ESPN. Uh, this is Sports Day. Hey, um, you want to get involved on the show? Hey? You reckon we'll get him back on? No. Uh, get your, if you're involved, be involved in the show. 0457 736 736. Get your dream McDonald Jones home started today. Badge, uh, in the tennis, uh, do you want to do a quick update on that for us? Because we do have an Australian Open without Novak Djokovic, but we do have an Aussie Open. I can tell you Ash Barty will be in action. Four o'clock, roughly 4pm this afternoon, maybe five o'clock. Yeah, and Alexander Vukic has got his nose in front of Lloyd Harris, leading 6-5 and 30-15 in the third set. So could go up two sets to one if he can uh, nail a couple of uh, the next points. There you have it. Thanks for that, mate. This is Sports Day. By the way, Jason Victoria sent us a text at 0457-736-736. Let's get into the tennis. Forget about Djokovic. He has gone home, as he should have done earlier. Go Rafa. Jason Garn for, for Rafa mm-hmm. at the Australian Open. It's break time. This is Sports Day. Thanks to Kia. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats for Kia, the super fast charging all electric Kia EV6. Now on Sports Day, Badge and Sats bring you the best bits from the weekend in sport with the Kia Top 7. Kia, the super fast charging all electric Kia EV6.
Yeah, it's been a big weekend in sports around Australia, Badge, with plenty uh, going on. And let's kick it off at number seven, a vintage display from guard Matthew Della Vadova led Melbourne United to their sixth straight win in a tense clash with fellow title aspirants, the Illawarra Hawks, at uh, the Wind Entertainment Centre in Wollongong. This game was mm. yesterday afternoon. Della Vadova fires away. Wow. It is raining threes for Matthew Della Vadova. Yeah, he was in form badge, 33 points, including seven from 11 three-pointers. So, yeah, we're uh, lucky to have him back him. in the in, in the NBL, aren't we? Outstanding. Yeah, he was a, he's been a bit, he's been, a, well, not off, but he hasn't been at his brilliant best. As they were saying, uh, some of the commentators are saying, it's like someone had a, a little whisper in his ear and said, come on, mate, fire up. And he was just mm. unbelievable yesterday. Good stuff. Uh, Kia, top seven we're into. And number six, Saturday afternoon, well, of course, it was the $2 million Magic, the Magic Millions race day. What an outstanding day. I think there was $10 million bucks in prize money all up across the day. Uh, the $2 million Magic Millions two-year-old classic, and oh, what, a, what a race. Around the bend, short of 400 left to run in the millions. Sneaky starter tackled now by Miss Hellfire and Coolan Gatter. Give it a cue, raced him on the outside and raced to the lead. Russian Conquest setting Salah after it. Down below the 200 metres, Coolan Gatter's in the lead. Can she hold on? There's only one danger. Russian Conquest, Coolan Gatter in front. Russian Conquest charging. Coolan Gatter just in front. Coolan Gatter, she's the hottest girl on the Goldie. She beat Russian Conquest. Third stick cat. Of course, Cool and Gatter on the Gold Coast. Had to happen, Woogie, but what an outstanding horse. Uh, Red-hot favourite. And I know you were all over Russian Conquest, but, uh, yeah, it was, mm. a, it was a much-deserved victory in the two-year-old uh, Magic Millions. You're right, Badge. $10 million prize money on, on Saturday. A massive day. Number five in the Kia Top 7. If there's one positive you can take out of the English cricket team this summer, it'd have to be the performance of their fast bowler, Mark Wood. He picked up a bag of wickets yesterday. Wood muscles his way in, he bowls. Bowled him! Straight past Pat Cummins, who is having a lusty swing at it. Mark Wood gets six. And the admiration that has built for him throughout the series comes to full fruition. Is six, a, is, what is it? Is a bag five or... Six. Oh, well, he got a bag plus one. Do you have to be... Te- bag and a bit. Don't you just celebrate? I don't know. No, I didn't. No, you're the cricketer. I thought maybe six was a bag. A bag. No, a bag is five. Mm. What's... Okay, let me ask you this. What's what? bigger in cricket, a hundred or fifer? Well, a hundred for a batsman if you're a batsman or, or a bowler. Well, no, but if seriously, you're, I If you're a batsman and you take fifer, you're, it's, it's amazing. Like when I, no, uh, when Alan no, Border's no, no. done it. No, I'm Michael being serious. Clark. And if you're a bowler and you get a hundred, <laughs> that is outstanding as well. So I don't know. It's hard Listen, to split, Woogie. I reckon getting five wickets as a bowler is tougher than getting a century. Really? It's a batsman's game, mate. It's a bit what if it's a, what if it's not a batsman? And that was not a batsman's paradise. I would say if you could could have scored a ton in Hobart, it would have been better. Because that was that was really you know that pitch that was green wasn't it from day one and working for the bowlers and the ball moving around yeah, and soft. yeah everyone wanted to finish early oh four five seven seven three six seven three six it getting five for as a bowler that's harder surely harder than getting a century as a batsman yeah we're sorry we're at Hobart what I say 
You, no, you were saying any time. I thought you were just saying getting Pfeiffer is better. It and is. And I would have thought, it's, what would have been harder to get in Hobart? Pfeiffer, maybe six, or a century? Or a suntan. Just go look look through the stat. No one got even near a ton, did they? Why do you have to, like, ruin everything and just pick it apart? You, you ruined the chat with our ESPN guy. Yeah, by saying that no just one's not watching the playoffs just, this weekend. They're not. They're not right into it. No, they ruin really. it for oh, They make all those figures up. Um, go on, get yeah. on. With it. Sorry, I just try to baffle you with facts sometimes. Uh, what are we up to? Oh, number four, four. in the Kia Top Seven, the first ATP oh, no. title for Thanasi Kokonakis. He's not playing, is he, at the moment? Uh, or he's not out there just yet in the Australian Open. But uh, he clinched the Adelaide International. Hasn't he had a tough run? Uh, injuries and illness and stuff over the year, but he won a three three set of he, no, he took him three sets over Frenchman Arthur Rindenek. Kokonakis conquers all in Adelaide. How fitting he wins his maiden title in his hometown. How fitting it was. Well done there. I got and look, Thanasi uh, is he's been around he first onto the scene along with Nick Kyrgios, didn't he? And just had so many dramas. I've got to throw this in though, Woogie. A Frenchman named Arthur. Is that the first <laughs> time you've heard that? That's uh, yes. yes. That's a bit different, it is. isn't it? It is. Is that is Absolutely. that the biggest talking point out of that? Are there are there any Frenchmen listening to our show right now whose name and, is Arthur or something yeah, that isn't right. French? Oh four five seven seven. Would a Frenchman find it harder to take Pfeiffer in Hobart or score a century? If you're a Frenchman and your name is Mick instead of Michelle, uh, we'd love to hear from you today. Is that fair? What <laughs> don't know. Number three people. in the Kia Top Seven. The Big Show was on show with one of the greatest catches you'll ever see in the Big Bash. Hit it well. Oh, incredible! You're from kidding. Maxwell. Get out of it. Talk about X Factor. Talking about having a night out. It's one of the most extraordinary catches we've ever seen. One-handed from Maxi. Yeah, how good was that? Just listening to that on the radio. Wish you could see it. If you haven't yeah. seen it, Google it. It's amazing. Running backwards uh, and stuck the left hand out, uh, and he's yep. a right-hander, Maxi. So yeah, he is—he's been um, uh, basically his own highlights reel this this time around in the Big Bash. And he is—he's the biggest draw card. Let's remember, there's a lot of the big guns missing because of COVID and whatever other reasons. Ma- Glenn Maxwell is the standout, and uh, he really has lived up to it. He's been—he's been outstanding for a long, a long time. Number oh, Woogie, sorry, yes. No, mate, on 0457-736-736, thanks to McDonald Jones Homes. We are getting some text messages through. Yes, yes, we do know that Head got a, a hundred in the first innings in Hobart. 150? What, okay, what's better? No, no, sorry, not no, in Hobart. Then you got 101. You got 101. Oh, uh, we got a few yes. texts from Skip as well and Dave. I didn't so, know that. I'd put that aside. Sorry, you're right. So, um, but what was greater, though? Getting Pfeiffer or Head getting 101? Head's 100. That's why I got the player of the series. I mean, get that in Hobart. He did it off 115 balls, mate. He did it easy. There you go. That's what I mean. On that wicket, we had 
like Warner got a duck in the first innings. Oh, that's not the. What, what's that, what's that mean? Does that mean if we we just judge everyone else by what was Warner? Kawaja, he got virtually nothing. It was really, really, it was tough, tough going. Marnus Labashane fell over. I don't know. Still don't. I still don't know how Labashane fell over. Yeah, he did trip over his own feet. All right, number two. Ah, <laughs> oh, number two, Novak Djokovic. Uh, well, finally, they got it sorted. A well-played to Alex Hawke and the government. I'm not sure if they intentionally waited as long as they could, but 6 o'clock on Friday afternoon, uh, it just meant that that didn't drag out. If, if they'd made that decision to to deport him uh, the gov- you know, and, and his lawyers were going to appeal, if they did that on Wednesday or Thursday or whenever it was, mm. that was going to go for days and days and days. Um, but uh, they, they left the decision late and uh, and it was vindicated uh, when the federal court judges failed to overturn that uh, yesterday afternoon so I thought that was uh, that was for me that was number two in the Kia top seven uh, couldn't be number one Oogie. no we couldn't do that that's uh, number one would be the Aussies wrapping up the ashes badge four nil after winning the fifth test in Hobart last night here's the last ball Cummins bowls to he backs away and he's bowled. The captain finishes it. Pat Cummins pumps the fist. England routed in the final session under lights. They lost nine wickets for 56 runs in the collapse. It happened inside two hours. Australia wins the Ashes 4 0. None for did. 68 they were. And then, as he said, yeah, lost uh, lost the rest of them for uh, 56 runs or so. 124 was, all out. It was pathetic. It was absolutely pathetic. At one stage, they just needed 200 runs to win with, with, with all 10 wickets in the shed. And it just, yeah, this fell apart. Maybe they were already had one foot on the plane home. Badge, who knows? Kia top seven for the super fast charging all electric Kia EV6. It's as silent as the critics. Find out more at kia.com slash au. Freddie Phillips standing by uh, from the Australian Open. We'll catch up with him next here on Sports Day. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats for Kia, the super fast charging all electric Kia EV6. Yes, this is Sports Day. Welcome to it. You've got Badge and Jace here. Uh, Sats on holidays until the 31st of January. Badge. Woogie must be away uh, too, I think. Woogie? Oh, that's, that? sorry, that's Jace. Woogie, same person, isn't it? Listen, mate. Jace, Jason's my professional name. Woogie's just some crap you made up. And anyway, thanks to you the You have called yourself charging. Woogie many times, haven't <laughs> you? It was a slip. The super fast <laughs> charging all electric Kia EV6. Stop, no, let's not worry about this stuff, mate. This man is the busiest man in Australian media. He has been for the last week and a half. I don't even know if he sleeps. Right, let's check in with him. Brett Phillips from the first serve. Hello, mate. Jace uh, Badge, very nice to uh, speak, guys. Yeah, sleep is, uh, it's overrated anyway. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's face it, uh, <laughs> had about four hours today, but. Yeah, plenty going on, uh, no doubt about that. Just down uh, right next to Rod Laver Arena here, filling the uh, the duties here and here, there and everywhere. It's always um, yeah, the first two days. Uh, it's uh, so many matches going on. You're trying to sort of pinpoint the ones you need to keep an eye on. And, yeah. yeah, some uh, interesting results. I'm just watching Naomi Osaka right now. A lot of eyes on Osaka as to what she can do. And she clearly wants to uh, get to lunch uh, 
uh, ripped through the first four games against um, a girl who used to have four names. In fact, because I do the court announcing here, I actually went up to her. She had a beautiful smile. And I said, I've noticed you've shortened your name because it used to be Maria Camilla Osorio Serrano. And she's cut it back to just Camilla Osorio. And, I, and she said, well, look, I wanted to make your job easy. And I said, my goodness me, no, I liked it the other way. I just rolled off the tongue uh, beautifully. But <laughs> she's, a, she's a beautiful girl. But yeah, right now, a little bit of a deer in the headlights uh, to Naomi on uh, Rod Laver. And there are some uh, some Aussies underway. I see James Duckworth yes. has just started against, uh, is it Manorino, the Frenchman? Yeah. Well, we, uh, and Badge, we need to mention um, uh, Alexander Vukic. Uh, yes. He is getting the crowd into a frenzy at the moment because this would be this would be his biggest skill. Now, we saw him play quarters against Kokonakis in Adelaide last week. TA gave him the wild card, a young guy who... Is super impressive, really hard worker. Went down the college pathway in the US, has come onto the tour a little bit later, but just a real uh, grinder. And he's got some big weapons too, the Sir Forham. Uh, playing against the 30th seed, Lloyd Harris, really good South African. And uh, he's won the next uh, two sets after dropping the first. So let's hope the crowd can get right behind him and he can close this out. It would be a significant win for him. Were you, were you saying the biggest, it would be the biggest win of his career to get through the first round at, at, at the uh, Oz Open? Yeah, and to beat a player who's, uh, you know, uh, in, with a good ranking. Yeah, absolutely. And just goes to show, in the margins, you know, it can be pretty small in tennis, and sometimes you just need just that confidence. You just need one result uh, like this for Vukic, for him to walk into the locker room as a bit of vindication that, you know, I belong with these guys, and, you know, the margins are small. I can... I can beat these type of guys, but you sort of need one result to tell you that, and let's, let's hope you can uh, get it done. James Duckworth, as we just mentioned, off to a positive start, 2-1 yep. over Manorino. And what about this? Is a French opponent not uh, not seeded? Yeah. How does he go? No, look, he has been in the past. Uh, he's crafty, like all the French, uh, lots of skill. Um, he doesn't absolutely belt the cover off the ball. Beautiful timing. He's a, he's a sharp volleyer. Yeah, very classy. Uh, player and being a lefty, there's always that little bit of an advantage for a guy like Manorino. But in saying that, I mean he's, you know, certainly in the the latter part of his uh, career, and, and James comes off that you know, outstanding uh, six months to end last year. So this is what he needs to to get the year off to a great start at the majors when it counts. You know, get two or three rounds. It just makes the world a difference in terms of your ranking. The one guy, you know, we've mentioned this guy before. Got one guy post Nadal. How lucky! We've had 20 years of one great Spaniard. We're heading into 20 years of another one. Carlos Alcaraz, the most exciting young player in the game. He's won through in straight sets today. Seated here, 31. He's only 18. And wow. boy, oh boy, I tell you what, he he hits he hits a mean ball. So yeah, great uh, great result for him. And uh, Svitolina Bencic. I watched Maria Sakari. All seated players, highly seated players, have all got through today. And Anna. Uh, Amanda Anasimova, who Darren Kale is now coaching, a very good young American, uh, and you know, Kale is just a great coach. He makes players better, so we'll see if it rubs off on Amanda. But she had a really good win today as well. And of course, Aussies in action tonight: uh, Tanasi Kokonakis, the Adelaide International winner, and John Millman. But uh, before that happens, uh, Rafa, he, he's due on court pretty soon, isn't yep. he? In Rod Laver Arena. Yeah, he'll follow Osaka Badge, so he's got uh, Marcus Giron, uh, American. 28, he's uh, at his best ranking at the moment in the mid-60s. So he's a pretty solid uh, guy. Hits a, hits a good ball, but, you know, you're up against Nadal today, which is going to be 
a mighty assignment, and you would think Ratha, you know, should be able to get through that. Although I think Euron can certainly uh, press him, but you're right. Yeah, Milman later we've got Tom Yanovich taking on Paolo Badosa rematch of Sydney with Ash Barty on centre court. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's a bit to um, a bit to look forward to. Hopefully, hey BP, it's Jace. What's um, what's happened with the, the men's? Who, who do you like now that uh, Novak Djokovic is on a plane to Spain? It rhymes. Uh, and who took his place? Yes, yeah, so the great Italian, the Italian stallion, Jace uh, Salvatore Caruso, uh, came in as the... It was an unfortunate tag in tennis, but there's probably no other way of describing it. Lucky loser. Uh, this is the benefit of... Uh, if you don't quite make it in qualities, you just stick around for a couple of days because there's always a late withdrawal. And uh, here's Salvatore, uh, regardless of whether he wins or loses today, pockets uh, $103,000 minus uh, some tax. Uh, so he comes in. But I think, I think it's uh, Medvedev... Just ahead of Zverev, they're the, they're the two big uh, firm favourites. And then you can sort of throw a blanket over a batch. You know, Rublev and Berrettini and Shapovalov's playing right now, the Canadian who's, um, I think, got a couple of sets under his belt and on John Kane Arena after a bit of a tardy start. But I like Elkaraz as one that could make a real breakthrough here. He's got an exciting game. So yeah, if it's not those two that I mentioned, who I think they've just got themselves a little peg in front or fair, a fair peg in front, and it could come, you know, from a group of players, even like Aslan Karatsev, you know, semi-final last year from nowhere. I mean, he could have a similar run. Mm-hmm. Righto. Well, what's been the feeling around the place before we let you go? Novak, as Woogie said, uh, not able to take his place, uh, sent packing, and it's been massive news around the world. Doesn't seem so dramatic to me today, uh, but I'm not in Melbourne where you are. Well, I am I am in a bit of a cocoon where I am on Rod Laver, but I've got monitors everywhere and our first serve team are out and about and they're, they're telling me that, yeah, certainly the, the people are here. They love the tennis. Um, there doesn't seem to be any, you know, signs of anti-social behaviour or anything that's going to disrupt the tennis, but we'll wait and see. Uh, but, yeah, look, it's it's quite strange. I, I still can't wrap my head around that we haven't got the nine-time champion here, and we know all the reasons, Um but it's just it's just odd how it ever got to that stage, and you know I think in all in all honesty, um, there's still a lot of questions that need to be answered, particularly by Tennis Australia. They need to get out yeah. and do it. I don't think they'll do it probably right now. They'll let the tennis do the talking. They just want to talk tennis, but I think in the light at the end of it all, they need to say some things. Yeah, and I think the, I think the sporting public and and the public want to see yeah someone be held accountable and we want to see what's happened how did it get to that situation yep. in the first place so all right bp mm, mate we love yep. your work i know you're busy there at the australian open uh look forward to chatting to you throughout it as well thanks for joining us on sports day good on you guys thank you cheers okay brett phillips from the first serve here on sports day uh for the super fast charging all electric kia ev6 it's as silent as the critics find out more at kia.com forward slash au Hey, before we go to uh, to the break, Woogie, I did ask you off the top of the show. You dodged mm. it a little bit, but I'll make it a little bit even even simpler for for you. If you were Novak Djokovic and you could go back to early November, so which mm. gave you time, uh, would you get yourself double vaxxed so you could play at the Australian Open without any doubt? Well, if I was Novak Djokovic. Yeah, of course I would, but I'm not anti-vax, so it, I reckon he'd, I reckon he'd try it all again. I really do. I think um, 
I don't know. No, if you knew what you knew now, that this was going to play out mm. like this because you tried to sneak in another way, or would you take that other option that I gave you? I'd, I'd, I'd get a fake get vaccination a false, certificate. Yeah, I'd get a fake vaccination certificate. I mean, the amount of money I've got, surely I can get a decent one. <laughs> you know, surely I could do that. There's got to be someone else out there known as someone else with the name Novak Djokovic. Maybe I could buy it off them. You know Beautiful. what I mean, Batch? Love the way you You know what I mean? It. You've got to you've got to think outside the square. This is what Novak <laughs> didn't do. This is Sports mm. Day. Uh, shoot us a text. Want to be involved. I've got a couple here. Uh, boys, no one said anything about Dominic Team. Is he playing? Nath? Uh, that's a, Badge, Badge is our tennis expert. He'll, well, he'll Google that for you in just a sec, Nath. Uh, Thanks for that. Oh, I like. oh, actually, you know what? I think I read just recently that he pulled out. Dominic team. Yeah. So um, keep talking, Woogie, and read out that next text, and I'll, uh, I'll make sure uh, of that. Hamster, Hamster from Bond Beach said, uh, I've got a suntan on Saturday sitting in the front of the David Boone stand. Look, I love Bill Reeve. I've spent a lot of time. My wife's from Hobart, so I spent a lot of time in Tassie, and I used to love going to Bill Reeve. He got sunburned sitting in front of the – obviously he didn't have David Boone in front of him. He wouldn't have got sunburned. <laughs> you can't say that. You can't. Booney was there, though. You know that, don't you? Yeah. He was Booney there. I saw that. Uh, he, he missed yeah. out on one of the mo- the most recent tests because he had COVID. But Melbourne. he was there as a match referee. And uh, my brilliant uh, speed typing has led to the conclusion Dominic Deem announced uh, for a few weeks ago he withdrew he from the Australian out. Open. Yep. All right. We better get to a break. This is Sports Day for the super fast charging all electric Kia EV6. Back in a minute. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats for Kia, the super fast charging all electric Kia EV6. It's time for the last blast on Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Yeah, we're doing the last blast thanks to Acmea Farm Insurance, and there's some speculation growing, Badge, around Lauren Jackson. Yeah, um, she retired five years ago, the great Aussie uh, basketball player, and some say maybe the best basketball player. Uh, women's basketball player of all time. And now they reckon the rumours are growing stronger and stronger that she's going to make a comeback. She's um, She had some pain. I'm not sure if it was back pain, whatever it was. Uh, and she's been dealing with that with uh, medicinal cannabis. So a lot of people um, have you know, used that for pain uh, problems. So, um, yeah, she's thinking very strongly about making a, uh, a comeback to the court, which would be huge for Australian basketball, just for the eyes on the WNBL. And then they're even saying maybe she'll have another go with the, uh, with the Opals. I think the World Cup is uh, at the end of the year as well. Have you heard her podcast she did with Maddie Johns? No. Outstanding how she uh, was playing professional basketball in Russia and... Mate, absolutely riveting stuff. Riveting stuff with Lauren Jackson. You've, you've got, if you haven't heard it, have a listen to it. Some of the stuff that that was just laid on for her because mm. she was Lauren Jackson was was absolutely incredible. Now, I think she's just living at home in Albury now, mate. Just taking it, taking it nice and easy. Well, like a lot of people, not long after you retire, you do feel you know you get over all your injuries. You don't have the same knocks and bumps as you do, and you think oh, I could make a comeback. I could play again. Yeah. So her her dramas were around. I said it back. It was a knee and hip and, and lower back yeah. that uh, plagued her even after she retired. So that story's been out for a while. But, yeah, she's um, she's really been able to uh, address that with medicinal cannabis. She's got a big smile on her face most of the time now too. So 
<laughs> She'd be very happy to come back to court, Woogie. And plenty of pizza deliveries. Is that what you're suggesting? Yeah, that could be the case. <laughs> uh, that's why I can't try it. Uh, Sydney Coast uh, coach Chase Buford uh, has told his team he's embarrassed uh, by the Kings' performance up against the New Zealand Breakers. Uh, they gave up a 10-point lead against the bottom place breakers to lose oh. yesterday afternoon and, and hand the breakers their second win of the season. It's not a good year for for um, for the Sydney Kings. I mean, they've tried the new coach, and they're sure there's been a lot of injuries and whatnot, but it's not it, it's not a good year so far, Badge. That's their third loss in a row, too, I believe. Mm. So, not great. Yeah. Uh, third round of the Ironman and Iron Women series on on the weekend. Did you see any of that? Because we spoke to uh, Candace Warner last week about that. She no, the did they go on Saturday? I think they might have might have raced Saturday. But yeah, they, they called it off yesterday. This was going to be Bondi. Uh, this had the whole the yeah had the East Coast on edge. It was a it was a big drama. So they had to call it off. And uh, and fair enough. I think they actually yeah they um, they got everyone to vacate um, Bondi and a lot of those beaches around. Sydney yesterday and everyone was on, you know, everyone was very concerned and there's still a lot of concern around, you know, in, in Tonga and other um, Pacific Islands to, for the damage that's been done from that uh, that volcano. Yeah. I, I saw some reports last night, you could hear in Fiji, they could hear the volcano exploding. Oh, mate, apparently you could hear it in um, the sonic boom in Cairns. And, and Alaska. Yeah, so, wow, that's yeah, that's just, just crazy stuff. That's fascinating. That's fascinating. I don't, I don't know, mate, how that is, how that's possible. But yeah, we woke up with that news uh, yesterday, badge. That the the um that that, that had happened. I was going to go fishing you, in the tinny. Have you just gone to the toilet, Jason? While we're on, while you're on no, the phone. No, See, what, what people don't realise, we are having major technical difficulties out of our Gold Coast studios today. Yeah. And I've just let the technician in the building come and fix yeah. it. Right. I was going to go and get some. I feel like some chips and gravy for lunch. I was just going to go and get that from the shop. We just keep going while, while we're while we're chatting yeah, away. I want to give you a quick update on the tennis. Vukic five all in the fourth set. So Alexander Vukic is um, he's playing against the thirtieth uh, seeded Lloyd Harris, South African, who's uh, a fine player. This will be his biggest scalp uh, ever. We've just heard from Brett Phillips. Uh, lost the first set, won the next two. Uh, he needs to win another, and he's five all in the fourth. So Alexander Vukic, all of Australia, is behind him uh, at the moment. And we did have another Aussie in action too. Um, we'll get to that soon. And um, hey, what's the prize money for the first round? What did BP say? How much? Ah, uh, you lose, you get over a hundred grand. So yeah, just bad. for getting there you get 100 grand or a bit over 100 grand. So, but to get through, that'll mean even more to him. It's not just about the money, though, I'm sure. I mean, the money would be great for a young tennis player. But, yeah. of course, they just, you know, you just need to make some um, those slow progressions and you know, get his career um, kicking Hey, before we get to the... So. Sorry, Bats, before we get to the last laugh, uh, what about poor old Jaden Braley from the Newcastle skipper out for the year? Oh, what's he done? Well, what's he done? He's, they uh, say four to six months. He's torn his Achilles. It used to be a year. Yeah. Four to six months, that would be amazing if you could come back um, that quick. But anyway, yeah, bad luck. Jaden Braley and Newcastle fans, he went down at training. That's uh, that's really t really bad news. Rightio, that's our last blast. Thanks to Acmea Farm Insurance. Time for this. On Sports Day, it's time for the last laugh with Scott Sattler. This is I can't believe I just wandered in. I, he's coming right in. He's going to do a set after me. The stage is yours, Sats.
You got it, Woogie? Why are you pointing to me? You do the last Well, you, because you're going to do them this week. No, I'm not. Oh, you I want me enough. to do it again? It's always, seriously. You know, You've got no 30 seconds, badge. A mate of mine called a house painter to come and do some work, and he, and he asked the guy to paint his porch. And a couple of hours later, the painter said he'd finished and could he have his 400 bucks. And my mate said, how'd it go? And how's, the painter said, oh, it was great, pretty easy job, but your car's actually a BMW. Yeah, and I could see that one coming. Could you? <laughs> Absolutely. Is that obvious? Yeah, it was. Uh, you Woogie, you're podcast, tomorrow the, the last laugh for the rest of the week. Sports Day New South Wales, or wherever you get your podcast from. Have a great day. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. This has been Sports Day. Thanks to Kia. Goodbye. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.